0: Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at
1: WSB. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to do. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes.
0: This is Monica Perez, your Libertarian voice on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB every Saturday from 3 to 6. I'm on from 4 to 6 today. Sometimes I move around for UGA sports, but uh, we pack a lot in when we are on. And we were just uh, talking about some... I want to talk about some Michael Moore clips and some Tim Cook Cook clips that show us how these guys through their censorship and their control of society are trying to make us all conform to their viewpoint. I hate to put labels left, right, whatever, but it's, it's a, it's a center. It's, it's a, the idea of the central power at the top, but there's something that was just a headline just now that Binkley told me after during the break that what they're saying about Cohen, Michael Cohen, uh, there was the, Prosecutors recommended a severe sentence for him. And and it's hard to actually get the real story. Primarily, he's in trouble for tax evasion. I mean, that's what he's going down for. But the reporting has been so unbelievably skewed that I just I have to point something out just as a uh, as an example, a demonstration for people to see. Be careful what you believe even in print i was trying to figure out what really was going on with cohen and i read a new york post article and it said uh there was a quote in it they were talking about a former prosecutor uh tweeting about the case and they quoted the tweet in the new york post article and it says quote just to make it crystal clear, New York federal prosecutors concluded that the president of the United States committed a felony, end quote, the former prosecutor tweeted, or he tweeted, okay? Just to make it clear, New York federal prosecutors concluded that the president of the United States committed a felony. And I thought, that's weird anyway, because prosecutors don't really conclude things. They make recommendations. Judges and juries conclude things for the purposes of news reporting. But what do you got, Binkley? That's not well, the Well, people
2: here. who hear that- are going to think that he was found guilty that by a judge.
0: Right. And you know what's worse than that is, so I clicked through to figure out who this guy was because they put a link there for the tweet, the actual tweet. So I clicked, clicked through, and, it, and a tweet came up from this guy that said actually this. Just to be crystal clear, so obviously it's the same tweet, it opens the same way, Prosecutors drew the conclusion and made the assertion that Trump directed the campaign finance crime Cohen committed, but they did not charge Trump. A former charge has not been made. Formal (laughs) charges. That was the actual tweet. That's crazy. Right. So this is the New York Post reported the tweet as being New York federal prosecutors concluded that the president of the United States committed a felony.
2: And that's what I heard on CNN and MSNBC for the past absolutely, couple of days.
0: And I don't think you can go in and change a tweet. I've never been able to alter and reissue a tweet so that the hot link went through to a new tweet. So so uh, people might not know this, but when I was in law school, the two most shocking things I learned was one was that administrative law, all the, the FAA and everything, anything that's an administration is legislation being conducted by the executive branch and is... De facto, unconstitutional. So all those regulations are unconstitutional. And uh, and this other thing, which was New York Times v. Sullivan, which anyone who went to law school is going to know this, the New York Times won and being sued for, I guess, libel uh, because they put in quotation marks something that was paraphrased. So exactly what happened here. They took something, actually misconstrued the meaning, which is why the person was annoyed, And then I think, but, uh, regardless quotes are for paraphrasing is like when you say someone said something and you don't put quotes there, but a quote is a quote. So these people are misquoting and it's totally, uh, been adjudicated by the Supreme court that that's an okay thing to do. So be careful what you believe when you're reading even the so-called newspaper.
2: Yeah. They'll twist anything.
0: And, and get away with it. it. That's over, and over. yeah, don't Oh, be- don't understand. That's why we have a podcast called the Propaganda Report. It's propaganda, and don't believe it.
2: Right. And the problem is they'll they'll misquote it. They'll say something that's false. But then it'll be repeated over and over again by the mainstream networks. Articles will be written by the New York Times, wow. Washington Post, all those places. And then the only thing that will show up on the first five pages of Google are those. So it's but a circular thing. thing. I've
0: actually done this more than once. You'll click through, click through, click through every single article, every reference, and it all goes back to the same source. A source, this is actually a better source than half the time I see, where it clicks through and the source is nothing. The source is definition of source. You know what I mean? <laughs> like literally, like there's nothing there at all. This at least is clear misrepresentation of an actual tweet but all the subsequent reporting will probably key off of this and who knows maybe they behind the scenes take turns originating these ridiculous stories so but here was the thing i was saying about the uh about gab and all that they they marginalize so i'm talking about censorship tim cook whatever and uh how apple Banned Alex Jones, and Alex Jones, of course, is is not going anywhere. He doesn't. He's got his own, basically, media empire at this point, or enough that he can continue to thrive and prosper on his own platforms. But I got cut out, and my stuff got uh, put down in the same purge that took out Alex Jones, and I had nothing to do with anything that he was saying. I called out a BS news report from the BBC, and I got uh, taken down. For referring to a BBC news story, which is absolutely within my rights to do so, uh, but but what happens is when you take out everybody, uh, so there, so mainstream means I would say just like any bell curve, two standard deviations away from the mean is like your mainstream left, right, all your news. Then there are outliers, people who have more. Uh, on, more uh, unorthodox ideas. There are thought leaders on the left and the right who have different ideas. There's also radical extremists. There are also agents provocateur who pretend to be radical extremists. There's a lot of bad stuff everywhere. But there are outliers, people outside the two standard deviations, who are banned from these platforms. The thing is, when it's let, all of these platforms admit a bias so that the only kind of... Uh, uh, Ideas that they're banning that are fringe ideas are on the right. So like Binkley pointed out, Antifa, which is a fringe and violent, uh, advocating violent group on the left, is not banned from iTunes, but anybody who's kind of fringy on the right isn't banned. I wasn't banned from iTunes, but I was, I've was. i gotten suppressed by YouTube and um, WordPress and other things. So... So then you have what I call the hotel room effect or the smoking room effect, where in back in the day when I used to smoke, and a lot of people used to smoke, you would smoke a couple of cigarettes in your hotel room. It would air out. It happened all the time. I used to smoke sometimes in my office, which I shared with an anti-smoker and he never knew because it was in the middle of the night and it would just air out. He was so mad when he found out. And I was like, why it didn't affect you at all. You didn't even care. But anyway, whatever, maybe I was wrong. but, but then when they made ho- smoking rooms, they would make one floor on a 15 floor hotel and all the smokers had to jam in there. So every one of those rooms was just insanely smoke filled and you just had had this idea that smokers are just everybody's a chain smoker, filthy, disgusting, because you're cordoning them off into one small area that that gives it a certain flavor, a certain smell that isn't that overemphasize over um, misrepresents the true nature of any of the individuals. So I was telling Binkley this and he sent me uh, an amazingly apropos clip from michael moore but but it says so much about michael moore's mentality about control about bullying about his own point of view and that folds into something tim cook said about a point of view uh and and i, I want to demonstrate this is not freedom this is not what the first amendment is is there for, or all of our liberties all of our american way is not about this dictatorial um there's only one right point of view the right point of view is that every person should have the same rights and liberties and and beyond that i don't think there's anything we can all agree to which is why these guys take it from a moral point of view because they want to act like anybody who doesn't agree with their point of view is just bad and and they can't articulate why but let's play that clip real quick of michael moore and then after the break we can uh explain why it has larger implications than just what he's saying
1: you can't build a bridge to a racist or a misogynist. You know, they have, they have to be shunned and treated like we treated smokers 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You know, I walked down the street the other day with my sister, and I said, let's just see how long we can go before we see somebody smoking. Not the people sitting outside the buildings desperate to right. grab five minutes, but li- literally walking down the street. We, we walked 10, 20 minutes. <laughs> never not a smoker. Racists and misogynists shunned.
0: But but why ignore the people he drove to desperation? And and why were those people driven to desperation? Because private companies were denied the right to offer jobs to smokers. They could say, "We will pay you 10% less, but you're allowed to smoke inside this building in a safe way." You know, but he doesn't care. You know what I mean? That kind of liberty is not okay. He's proud that we bullied smokers. I understand racism and misogyny is morally wrong. It is. It's a crime against the Holy Spirit. I can't hear you. But um,
2: sorry, they call everything racist.
0: Yeah, but smoking is, and I, I, I mean, <laughs> so what they so what they do? They're proud of of bullying people and changing laws to encroach on people's private property. And I used to defend the rights of bars too really vehemently. To allow smoking. You cannot start encroaching on private property rights like that. And and it's just a slippery slope. And look, he uses that. And Bloomberg used to use that as an example of why he should ban sugary drinks yeah. and drive people to drink NutraSweet. Like his position is de facto morally superior. It's totally arguable. Yeah. <sighs> it gets me so Hot, <laughs> so angry hot. Um, <laughs> after the break, well, I'll give you a little more of that. This is Monica Perez.
1: Monica Perez,
0: everything she says is true, she knew nobody believed her
1: on News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
0: So, basically, we have some. Uh, I, w- I want to get to these clips, but I want to play them back to back. We don't have time in this short segment, so I want to do a couple of things that are. Uh, A little bit of an aside, one, I want to just tell people who are interested in voter integrity and the activism uh, of voter GA, which Garland Favrito has been on our show several times, and uh, he really leads the charge, he and his team, his organization. So they're going to present uh, current system improvement opportunities and new system requirements at the Safe Voting System Commission. Write this down. If you have the time, you can dash over there. Make your, If you're in Macon, you can make your presence known and, uh, and just add some support. You don't have to know anything. Just show up. It's at 1015 on Wednesday, December 12th from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. But you can go to VoterGA.org or their Facebook page. To learn more, um, it's the SOS, Professional Licensing Board Division. It's at 237 Coliseum Drive in Macon. So uh, if you want to um, just lend your support to Garland, I think bodies make a difference and you can definitely get involved in this organization, and just see what it's about. Uh, I think Facebook's the best way to get in touch with that. Also, I have, I really am in the Christmas spirit. I know it's hard to believe because, uh, we just dove right back in the news. I was like, oh, maybe we'll just maybe we'll just have a real light show. It's a light show, but it's it's definitely not Christmas themed. But I did want to uh, offer share with people every once in a while for a holiday, or actually every holiday uh, that comes around. I try to bring out a new cocktail or modification of an old cocktail or something I've created to kind of capture the spirit. So I'm going to share my recipe. For my favorite, or this year's favorite, anyway, holiday drink. It's called a poinsettia. And you can make it with or without alcohol. So it can just be festive and beautiful. And it's, I I think I'll, maybe I should try to post it on MonicaPerezShow.com. Let's see if I can... Do a good job getting that up. It's, it's, uh, I'll just drive people to that. It's a it's a drink with cranberry juice and champagne. You can use soda if you want. And I really love that. And I want to um, spread some Christmas cheer. So let me, I'll just go ahead at the next break and put it on MonicaPerezShow.com. And then I'll tweet it. I love, uh, my best way to communicate is at Monica Perez Show and Binkley is at Freedom Act Radio. Do you ever, do you ever, are you a, Craft cocktail fan Binkley, you just like the uh I'll
2: drink them. I'm not as into them as you are. I like the into way them they as taste.
0: I am. <laughs> there is nobody on earth, and I don't even drink that much. I just only have one or two, but I just they're so fun. You it's choose pretty.
2: good drinks.
0: I do. I do. I think I have good taste in, in cocktails, and I always make sure I have a non-alcoholic version, which my husband thinks I'm training my kids to actually drink cocktails. I'm not, I'm not a really, <laughs> Teaching them to drink colorful sodas. Anyway, I'll be right back. Uh, this is Monica Perez. Live and festive in the public's Holiday Headquarters studio at WSB.
1: Monica Perez. Now, there is a president who may have been elected, but the real man in charge lives several miles underground. On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
0: I am your libertarian voice on WSB coming into the home stretch. And maybe I should uh, emphasize my libertarian position. We're talking about censorship by Tim Cook at Apple uh, and other media outlets, other big personalities, Michael Moore. I've got a little something else. Uh, Binkley brought me from the Council on Foreign Relations going for the censorship. And uh, to be absolutely clear, I read a great article by Jose Nino on um, Mises.org about deplatforming, getting kicked off social media. And if if these social media platforms actually are private entities who have carte blanche over their who they accept or do not accept. And I believe in. Uh, private property rights, absolutely. So you should be able to, I I don't like it. I wouldn't patronize a company who did it, but you can discriminate, you can censor, you can do whatever you want, and I can choose not to use you and use somebody who I uh, prefer. But the way the big tech kind of oligopoly has emerged has been on the shoulders of uh, government aid, government... Picked and chose the ones, the people, the organizations that would serve their purposes. So it's my opinion, actually, that the Internet is a great big limited hangout where they use it for us to personally give up all of our personal information for their surveillance state. And then. Uh, We were used to having this freedom of information. We were used to getting all really having our eyes open to the truth. Now it's time for them to crack down on that, on the limited hangout part, the hangout part and censor it all. So that's all I think these people are doing. And and the tell is that they want only their point of view. Brought across. So when the clip we heard before the break that Michael Moore was so proud of the fact that they bullied smokers, coerced private property owners, drove people hypothermia, I noticed was the latest smoking related illness when I lived in New York because people had to smoke outside in the freezing cold. Even if your own boss smoked, he could not allow you to smoke inside. And Michael Moore just loves that. He's, it makes him giddy, so excited. But he's not the only one. So I want to play a clip from Tim Cook getting this reward for, uh, award from the Anti-Defamation League for his great work in censoring Alex Jones. And, uh, and he tells us slightly subtly that you have to have a point of view and this is actually why i hate what they call stakeholder responsibility or corporate activism socially because they take your your only way to participate in capitalism and mass capitalism's quasi-fascism that we have here is to buy some shares of stock so so if you can't Uh, start your own company because of the great regulatory state, you want to buy some stocks. So what do they do? They take your money and they appoint a guy like Tim Cook to use your money to foster this political point of view that you may not share. So they get you coming and going and uh, let's let's just listen to his and then I have some counterpoints uh, in clips that I want to hear. Binkley, can we have that clip six?
2: Yeah. As hate tries to make its headquarters in the digital world,
1: at Apple, we believe that technology needs
2: to have a clear point of view on this challenge,
0: and he also mentions at other times in the speech repeatedly how morality uh, they they need to set the moral standards so so he acts like morality is objective, and his morality is correct but but truly, but morality is not otherwise. The thing that is objective is the fact that we should all be treated equally under the law and that our rights and privileges cannot interfere with the privileges and rights of others. That's the line that's drawn. It's a, It emerges organically as you defend yourself. That's the line that I think is enshrined in the American experiment. But somebody from another country at a Council of Foreign Relations seminar on journalism, if I'm not mistaken, has a different point to make? Is that right, Binkley? This was a CFR symposium on journalism.
2: Yeah, it's a symposium on the future of journalism.
0: Okay, and this is just a regular guy in the audience asking a question of the of people like Brian Stelter or people we know from the media. Yeah,
2: Brian Stelter from CNN is the one <laughs> I think he directs the question at. Clip All right, sixteen.
0: Let's, let, sixteen.
2: Don't you think banning anyone based on their point of view
1: is a kind of censorship? And who is to decide what I say is offensive or not? What I say may be offensive to some people on that side of the world or might be praised on the other side of the world. So don't you think freedom of speech or freedom of press is against any kind of censorship in this digital age we see, like Twitter or any other... Media outlet, they ban people immediately based on some unfavorable point of view. Thank you.
0: So what that guy is is saying, so when you hear his accent, maybe you think, oh, he probably maybe comes from a misogynistic culture. You know, that's that's de facto bad. If he's offending me, it's offensive. But uh, Austin tweeted me about this journal of controversial ideas, which I looked into, and it was established by a bioethicist who wanted to protect people who had controversial ideas by allowing them to publish anonymously. Now, the ideas are totally offensive to me. It's all about infanticide, euthanasia, um, genetic engineering, things that I personally believe go to the very heart of the sanctity of a human life and not even from a religious point of view just i i think that you have to you know that's a moral position but do i want to stop them from having that conversation is it crystal clear one of us is right and one of us is wrong i can't even say that that so there are that's what the discourse is about, and that's what this guy was defending. So Binkley said what you want to say, and then I want one more clip to prove that, that, he's, that that's not what they're after. They're not after discourse. Yeah,
2: there was a couple of people that asked questions like that during this panel discussion, and the response from the panel was just like, uh, okay, next question.
0: Yeah, that's what they I've noticed that before and they that they don't have an answer to it because there is no answer. But if you go back and I think this was from the same symposium, clip 9, she tells us same thing with like what Michael Moore and Tim Cook were after. She tells us it's not about uh Uh, about protecting journalism as a way for uh, us to have discourse on ideas and exchange ideas and try to get to the right answer. It's something different. I believe it's clear from this clip nine. If not, I'll tell you what I was thinking. Let's hear it.
2: One of the ways that we, we know you can displace information is by setting an alternative narrative. And this is point number two. fact, checking in real time has real merits if you can get it right. To the extent that we can create a coherent understanding of what the world is, it will displace individual pieces of factual inaccuracy. But that requires a kind of journalism that's hard to do in an environment in which everybody's being deadline-driven. One of the reasons I'm very impressed by what the Internet digital age can do is that if if it uses its interactive capacity well, it can put those narratives in.
0: So she's saying there are inaccurate facts in the Internet, and we can't actually correct those facts in real time. So what you need to do is create this narrative, this cohesive idea of what the world is, and insert those narratives in a in a kind of algorithmic way of responding to how people are thinking. And there are other studies out right now about how really in-depth studies, and I think they're really blueprints for journalists to influence people's Behavior and thoughts and ideas through headline wording, through going viral, without ever resorting to facts and argument. And so she's actually saying, we don't want your point of view. We want our point of view. She goes it the coherent understanding of what the world is with the narrative that will keep people from thinking about other points of view.
2: And one of the ways she, sh- she suggests that they do that after this is she says that they need to use – the interactive nature of virtual reality to put people in the narrative so that they experience something that could very well be made up. So if oh, they experience yeah. it, yes. they believe it. That's
0: like taking facts are facts, but truth is truth, yeah. like to the next level. Uh, one thing, I so I actually stumbled upon, uh, I go to this website once in a while called the Journalist Resource, and it basically... It it gets all the journalists on the same page. It tells them what to think yeah. and how to think and what's It's it's. I'm sure it's for like newbies, but that's all they're doing. You know, they're just training them. So one of the things that it said, it had like five new studies of uh on 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 media's impact. And one of the things I thought was interesting, and it spoke to something that you had highlighted all along about was it Sinclair? What is the little the Sinclair? Low, yeah. So that's that was being targeted. Uh, It's said that as local newspapers and local news sources go away, uh, diminish in number, and the national stuff increases in number, polarization sets in, takes hold, so that people are not willing to cross the aisle and vote for a candidate they like. So by attacking Sinclair Media and and any kind of the, the local media, you increase political discord, and that's definitely on their agenda. We, we I highlighted it. I didn't even know why, but there it is.
2: Yeah, and Brian Stelter in that same panel, he said it is the tech company's responsibilities to step in and take some control over local news.
0: Yeah, that's what that... I feel like all of this is pointing to the same uh, goal, and the goal is this one... One world, one world viewpoint. And, and the thing is, the viewpoint is not about liberty and it's not even about secular humanism. It's not even about respecting people in a, in a humanistic way. So like you can look back at morality, spirituality, religion as like a sanctity of life thing, a relationship with God thing as, a, as a, the, maybe the, the morality that secular humanism is trying to replace. So they talk about human rights they talk about um poverty with dignity and stuff it's very kind of earth-based as opposed to like mother Teresa who said i don't care if you have poverty as long as you get to heaven but they're not even doing that because what tim cook is talking about about taking the moral high ground and that his morality and his customers morality define his or drive his curation choices that's a close to a quote of his from this speech. And then you have uh, all over iTunes. When I Googled most offensive song lyrics and I came out and I, the first thing that came up, I just went to the first thing. It was 27 songs and 27 artists. Every one of those artists is on iTunes and almost every one of these songs, including Kim by Eminem, which is absolutely about a violent attack on a woman for vengeance uh, Treat her like a prostitute by Slick Rick is one of the few, by one of the few lyrics or song titles I can actually read on the air. That <laughs> I would be reading them all. I had to get down to number nine before I could read one. Uh, another one is Ice Tea, everybody's favorite. Whatever. Uh, he seems like a warm and cuddly guy. His song <laughs> "Home Invasion" is uh, about, I think, kidnapping kids and killing their parents. So these are the values that are driving Tim Cook's curation. You know what I'm saying? It's not. There is no value system here. If there were a value system that made him superior, I would consider it. But it's not consistent, and it's a clear there's absolutely no value system that could support that.
2: Yeah, to reiterate, he just won the Courage Against Hate Award from the Anti-Defamation League for removing Alex Jones and violent conspiracy theories from the iTunes platform, and all of those things you just read are still on the platform.
0: All, right. Yeah. So uh, let's wrap it up after the break, and um, maybe we'll give people an idea of where we they can get resources to verify some of this craziness. This is Monica Perez.
1: Monica Perez.
0: She's an anti-Terminator. Terminator?
1: On News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB.
0: You can really see my penchant for sci-fi when you hear my drops. So we're wrapping it up, but i got to say, in all the... Binkley just goes bananas. He's like a little uh, high energy in the middle of the night and sends me like 30 clips on a Saturday morning. <laughs> and half of them I can't even understand. But this one, and I am not a sports fan, but this one, the way he described how ridiculous this is, he I have to play it for you. We have to end the show on this light note. But we're also going to tweet um, this the Tim Cook speech, the CFR uh, symposium, and my delicious Christmas cocktail recipe. So sign up to our Twitter at Monica Prez Show and at Freedom Act Radio. So Binkley, you've got two minutes exactly to play the clip and then tell me why it's ridiculous.
2: Okay, this is Michael Moore on MSNBC and they had previously just been talking about how immoral and racist Trump and Trump supporters are and he's using this as an illustration as to how virtuous he is. If you've ever played basketball I want you to listen to how ridiculous this
0: clip is. (laughs)
1: When I was in uh, junior high school, I was playing basketball, and um, I was over in the far corner, and I did a hook shot in the far corner where the two out of bounds yeah. lines meet. And I saw my foot go out of bounds, and I made it went over my head, and I made a swish in the basket. And and I, the, the refs didn't see it, and I basically I, had to, I said to the ref, I, I stepped out of bounds, and the coach was like, "What are you doing?" And I'm like, "It wasn't a fair basket. How would I feel?" if we won and it was because of that basket, which I know wasn't right. Cause I'd stepped out of, box. I'm not sure everybody in the country is burdened with that. Well, Aren't, that we, raised, aren't we all raised that way to know
2: what's right and wrong. Well. Okay. Nobody takes a hook shot from the far <laughs> corner near the out of bounds line in a real basketball game. And nobody makes that shot. It, it could be Jordan versus bird playing horse. They're not making that shot.
0: <laughs> and, and looking at their feet. At while looking zone. at
2: their feet. He, he just <laughs> closes his eyes, flips it over his head, nothing but that. So virtuous, Mr. <laughs> referee. I was out of bounds. That, I mean, that really illustrates how much of a pathological liar he and is. And I
0: think, hasn't he admitted that you lie for the greater truth? Like, his his documentaries are full of deception.
2: He is He is analyzed in, like, a number of propaganda books, academic propaganda books, because that's what his work is.
0: All right, we have no time to, to ah. go on, but uh, <laughs> but we do have the podcast that we continue to produce. It's uh, Propaganda Report Daily. At, I think it's dot .libson, maybe, where you can get that. And uh, we'll be back, I think, 4 to 6 in two weeks. So until then, check out Propaganda Report. This is Monica Perez. Thank you, Binkley. Thank you, Rachel. Later.
1: For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early,